Hey world, this is Ross here with my podcast, episode 29. How are you? How are you all doing? I hope you're doing great. I'm doing great because it's Patriots week here in Nashville and the Patriots are coming on Sunday. It's going to be a Massachusetts sports team takeover as the Bruins were here last weekend. On Saturday, we actually tried to get tickets and couldn't because the scalpers were... uh, we're acting like assholes, and they wouldn't come down on their prices. Um, but yeah, we tried to go. We couldn't go. And then uh, we got tickets to the Patriots. So I'm so pumped. Um, it's exciting. Um, but until then, let me throw you some dates. November 15th, I will be in Chicago at Uncommon Ground on the north side with my friend Laura Glida. Um, that show is at 7, so it's an early show. It's going to be great. And then um, December 14th and 15th, like I've been saying for months, we're doing a trio show. We're doing a couple of them up at Opus in Salem, Massachusetts for all the people up in uh, New England, especially on the North Shore. We will be there December 14th and 15th. It's a Friday, Saturday. We're going to have special guests. We're going to be playing new songs. It's going to be great. I can't, I I honestly can't wait. And those are my last uh, travel dates of the year. Also, if you're in Nashville, December 8th, I'll be playing at the True Music Room at the Cambria Hotel. Uh, Drew Dixon is on that show. His band is badass. And then uh, we're doing two sets. I think actually I might have two separate bands. I think I might have an original band and then we might do kind of like a cover fun like Christmas song type deal. So have like the band that I'm playing with on Broadway a bunch and then maybe some of the guys I play in the original project. But who knows? Call me Ed Sharon because I'm just thinking out loud. Um, check out my music on Spotify along with the Hey World playlist, rosslivermore.com for all the dates. And your dude stoked on Instagram. Um, the cold winds are rising, and we have some great dude stoked uh, toboggan slash pom pom hats, depending on what region you're from. I didn't even know they were called toboggan hats until I moved down here and met some friends who were hockey players, and they're like, yeah, man, I want to get some toboggans. I was like, I don't even know what that is. Isn't that a sled? They're like, no, those dude-stoke toboggan hats. I'm like, huh. So you learn something new every day, and I learned that on a random day here uh, in Nashville. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to Hey World, episode 29. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 29. And on the next episode, it'll be 30 episodes. How crazy is that? It's awesome. Because considering how many times... I know, Steph and Phil Brook tuning in right off the bat. I got to get some lighting. I, you know, I should work on, like, I feel like I have a solid set for the, like, the the Facebook and Instagram, but I do need some better lighting, that is for sure. All I do is turn on my light <laughs> in the office. It's like, all right, let's get the lighting rig happening, flip the switch, which, if you can see, I don't know if you could see it back there. Our light switch in the office is a Tom Brady light switch. 
which is exciting because it is Patriots week here in Nashville. Um, and I can't wait. But yeah, episode 30. This is 29. Next week's 30. Considering how many times I have um, gone back and forth on like stopping doing this podcast and continuing doing it, I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm like, man, I can't believe I've done this many. Um, but as I've said before, this is part of the show. This is part of the thing. I'm always going to be doing a podcast. I was actually very encouraged because I'm like, a part of me was like, I don't know, artists like shouldn't let uh, people know that much about their writing and about who they are as a person. They should mis- they should seem mysterious um, or whatever. Just dumb Ross thoughts, you know? And then I noticed, I was like, well, John Mayer's doing this like Instagram live show. And I've been doing this podcast for a while, so I must be on to something good, right? And he's not the reason why I'm continuing. I'm continuing it because I really like doing it. But that was just like, oh, someone else is doing a thing that's similar. So I might as well, uh, I feel like I'm on the right track. Um, Anyway, Stefan asked, uh, he's like, you got to see Bohemian Rhapsody in IMAX. It's a must, which I can't wait to see that actually like i've been look i've been watching the trailer for that movie so much and like i follow the instagram account it looks so cool that i'm starting to get youtube suggestions um for queen live videos (laughs) um i'm starting the queen uh like live things and when i moved here my friend nightbird who is actually named Mike Burns. Story of his nickname. He was at a uh, a um, open mic, <clears throat> and the open mic host announced him. He was like Mike Burns up on stage, and some drunk dude thought he said Nightbird. So he's like, "Man, Nightbird, that was a great set," and he just kept the nickname. Anyway, um, I was over his house like when I first moved here. It was like six months of being here, and he's like, "Have you ever seen the Queen live in Montreal or uh, live in Montreal?" DVD and I was like no so we watched it and it kind of blew my mind um but recently I've been getting these queen suggestions on my YouTube page and I just watched the um Live Aid performance which like I knew that happened you know that's like you see um you see uh like clips from it and like as a musician you kind of know like that was one of the most epic performances ever given by a band in history um, but I never really watched it until recently. And it's just like Freddie Mercury is an animal. He's just a crazy, the, the, probably the best front man that ever lived. I don't really know very, very many other front men that had the, uh, one, like the songwriting chops and the musicianship, but also like the performance. It's just, he, he was, he was a full package. And one of the best mustaches in his later career um, that I've ever seen. And yes, Tom Brady carry. What does he say? What does he say? Tom Brady carries Breeze lunches. <laughs> yeah, Drew Breeze is like a fantasy quarterback. He's got one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl. It's it's not enough anymore. It's like oh, he's a champion, but is he a five time champion? That's what I'm telling everyone down here. I'm like, when is it like when they when they they tell me they give me crap for being a Patriots fan? And they're like, 
I just say, what, when is it, when is too many, when, when is it too many championships? You know, it started, is it, what is it, is it starting to get boring now? It's just like, there's too many championships in Massachusetts. And then they, they don't like that. <clears throat> anyway, I can't wait for the game. I bought my tickets on Craigslist. I've been scouring Craigslist for the last, like, I don't know, three, four days. Actually, I've been on a big Craigslist kick anyways because I just traded my Princeton, which I am pumped up about because that amp kind of sucked. And, you know, Princeton's are great amps. Ryan, It's the Ryan Adams amp. You know, if you ever saw Ryan Adams, he has, like, two big Princeton, like, set amps that are, like, probably 10 feet tall. Um, and they're great. They're really good amps. But these, like, reissues, from what I was told, are not really well... Um, well built. They're just kind of like, as Kevin Shaw of Shaw Audio told me, they're an amp with no soul. Um, I didn't think that. I didn't know any of that stuff. All I knew is that like I was playing this 65 Princeton reissue for like the last year and a half because it's like, you know, I, I kind of bought into the hype. It's a popular amp, especially down here amongst like the East Nashville uh, hipster musician player guys. <laughs> what is, I don't even know what that means. Um, but it just, for the sound that I am going for, which I need more of a clean tone, and uh, I play in a, in a louder band, it's just not enough amp. And it, like, kind of farts out on the low E string and the A string. If you're playing, like, because, like, I have to have it, whenever I use this amp, I tune, I, I, like, turn it all the way up to 10 and then use the volume knob on my guitar. And it's just like getting these low strings to to like resonate is it just they crap out. So I never really liked the amp, but I kept trying to convince myself that I did because I'm like, oh, it's a Princeton. How can you not like Princetons? Um, but I just oh, something about that amp just always bugged me. It always sounded good in my office. It always sounded good in like a very small room. And like if I had the means to keep it and just like buy another amp, I would have been. Uh, I would have definitely kept it or at least traded it for another Princeton, but I couldn't. So uh, my good friend Jules Belmont, who recorded guitar on about half of the new record, um, is a total amp guitar guy. Um, just knows a lot about it. Um, a bit of a consultant of mine when I when I'm like in the market, and I I told him about this whole problem I was having with the Princeton, and. Told him like what I was looking for for tone, and he actually what he did was found this uh, old Fender Bandmaster. I don't know what the year was, but I know it was in the '60s. And he had a guy named Kevin Shaw with Shaw Audio here in uh, Tennessee build it into a combo amp, which I don't even I didn't even know this was like an option to do. I thought like you get a head, <clears throat> and then if you get a, a head, you have to just get a cab for the head. You can't like take the electronics out and build it into a new amp. I didn't even know you could do that. <clears throat> so he showed me his amp and he had a bandmaster. So he's like, you know, these bandmasters and basement amps are really nice from the years like 65 to 68. So if you can trade that or find one of those amps, um, you should totally do it. So I also hit up Gabe Viani from Independent Luthery up in Salem who has built... Um, worked on all my guitars. He built this purple guitar, if you're tuning in. 
to the feed. I think I've talked about this guitar, the hack. <clears throat> He's my secret weapon when it comes to uh, guitar stuff. So I asked him about it. I was like, would you trade a Princeton for a Bandmaster? And he's like, that's my amp. So it turns out this is like a cool thing to do. Buying one of these old like Bandmaster or Bassman um, heads and, and, and converting it. And as Jules said, it's an amp that Fender should have made but never did. So I looked through Craigslist. The first person that I found... Um, Offered me some weird combo, some weird Fender combo that I didn't really like. And then I was like, hey, I'm really in, in the market for like a 68 Bandmaster. And he's like, well, I actually have one. I also have a Bandmaster build. He had one with a snake skin, like Tolex, which is kind of goofy looking. But he also had this 68 Bandmaster head. And I'm sorry if you guys aren't into like musical equipment, but this has been like a really, this has been like two weeks of my life trying to find this amp. Um, so I figured I would talk about it because this is a music podcast that I'm a musician and this is part of my life, you know, as uh, now I'm full time, I need the right equipment to get the job done. I need a working man's amp. <laughs> but anyway, so he's like, I have a 68 Bandmaster. I'm willing to do a straight up trade for the Princeton. I was like, fuck yeah. So I actually went to Carter's in Nashville, which is a great guitar shop. They were only offering me 650 bucks for this Princeton, which was like, I got it for like 11. The Bandmaster is about a $900 amp in stores, like retail. Um, so I would have had to pay like 250 bucks. Yeah, 260 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to count on my fingers, which Emma actually says is a good thing because you're, it means you're actually doing it out in your head as opposed to like using a calculator. So um, anyway, they were offering me 650. This guy on Craigslist was offering me a straight up trade. So I went out to Lebanon, Tennessee, which is like 40 miles from Nashville East. Um, played it, sounded great, traded straight up. So then... I went to Shaw Audio here in also in Lebanon, which was like in in Lebanon, but like the country, like cows, farms, like it's out. <clears throat> so I went to Kevin's house and told him about the build and he's done it before. He did Jules's. So the amp is out getting built currently right now. And I'm pumped up because it is like, it's one of those amps that I'll have for the rest of my life. It's 68. It's like 50 years old. It's going to sound great. And I think um, from what I've heard from amp people, the, the Princeton reissues are, are kind of crappy. So it was a good trade. Um, I mean, it's not, it's, it's like, but you got to think too, it's also like a crappy $1,000 amp, you know? So like, it's, we're not talking about like a line six here. You know what I mean? Like a friggin' um like a like a crate with built in chorus, you know? It's like a crappy thousand dollar amp. So it's still a nice amp. So it's not like I was like, you know, giving the guy a, a beater or anything. <clears throat> but anyway, um 
I'm really excited about that. So it should be a couple weeks and then I'll have a new app. I'll actually, um, once, once I, once I do that, once I get it built, I'll maybe do a little rundown on the old podcast here. The real deal. Neil Taylor is watching right now. What's up, dude. And my Nan is watching on Facebook. Um, so yeah, don't hate me because I'm wearing my own (laughs) t-shirt. Actually, if for some reason I lose out on the feed here on Facebook and Instagram, it is because I'm switching internet. So I'm currently using the internet for my hotspot on the phone. Um, so there's a good chance I'm probably going to lose the old Instagram feed. Oh, I think I might've just lost it. Let me get back here. Oh, we're back. We're live. Um, but the, the Facebook feed is running off a, a hotspot. So if I run out of data, um, I'm sorry, but this will be live. This will be up on the iTunes and SoundCloud uh, podcast store in like an hour or so. Anyway, it is Patriots week and I can't wait. I got tickets also on Craigslist. And I was talking to Emma and uh, she was not pumped about me talking to strangers on on, <laughs> on Craigslist and trying to find uh, tickets. But I feel like I've done enough Craigslist trading now to identify the scams, you know, like a really popular scam right now, which actually a girl that I know that I used to work with got scammed by this. They So you know how on Craigslist, like if you're buying whatever, I don't know, tickets or something, what they'll say is like, okay, we'll do it on eBay. So we're both protected. So it's like, okay, eBay, we both have insurance. That's fine. <clears throat> but what'll happen is these sellers will try to get you to buy eBay gift cards and send them. And they're like, oh, you know, because they're not on sale on eBay, you need to buy gift cards and send gift cards to me and then I'll send you the tickets, which is a big no-no. If you ever get a Craigslist trade offer for like eBay gift cards or like iTunes gift cards, just run the other way. So... That was one. Also, another big uh, Craigslist scam is um, like wiring people money. I think the one, the, so the first two tickets that I tried to tried to um, tried to buy were both. Uh, one was wiring money through money transfer. I think it was called or money wise or something. And the other one was eBay gift cards. And I was like, nope, I am not about to get scammed and lose four hundred bucks. Um, but you know, I've actually I actually met one of my best friends on Craigslist, Andrew Bayardi. He's not watching right now. I don't know why I'm pointing, but he uh we were looking for a guitarist and he responded to an ad on Craigslist. And that's how we met him. He was in the band for like three years. And then um he left the band, but we just became like really good friends. We went to his wedding. So we always joke, it's like, oh, how'd you meet Bay Dog? Well, on Craigslist. It was weird. But we're still friends, and it's not creepy at all. Um, but yeah, so we're trying to buy these Patriots tickets. So both the first two um, first two uh, transactions I tried to make were both scams. So the third one was this lady who was trading in her season tickets because she couldn't she couldn't go because she was like dog sitting. And I I almost was I told her that I was a Patriots fan, and then like we were texting, and she I I thought she was gonna refused to sell me the tickets because we were Patriots fans and she's a season ticket holder. But she was a sweetheart. Actually, she 
has sold a couple uh, season tickets online, and um, I had to like explain to her the process that I got them because like you had to yet I had to like make a Titans ticket. It was like a big thing, but we're in the lower bowl. 100 section or 100 like 121 so we're like right on the end zone these tickets are selling for like 400 bucks each on um on like StubHub and vivid seats and all that crap but we got them for like 225 bucks each which is expensive it's don't get me wrong that is expensive for a sports game but ever since dan and i moved here three years ago this game has been on our radar because we were like, okay, every three years, they play the AFC South. And the year we moved, the Patriots were actually playing the Titans, but they were playing them in Foxborough. So we're like, three years from now, they're going to be in Nashville, and we have to go. So we've literally had this game on our calendar. Well, not on the calendar, but on our radar. Because, you know, they don't give out the schedule three years in advance. <clears throat> so we're like, no matter what the prices are, we're going to go. Um... Yeah, and seriously, yeah, this is what Stefan says. He's like, that's what Kraft wants, face value for seats. Yeah, like, it's it's crazy. That's why so many people are coming down here to see the Patriots game. I know, like, 20 or 25 people that are coming to this game. Because if you think about it, like Stefan said, face value for tickets are, like, 225 bucks. So, like, if you don't get them face value, if you don't get them from the Patriots website, you're going to be spending at least 500 bucks a ticket plus 50 bucks to park all the food you're going to, because you have to tailgate because there's like nothing around there. It's if you go to a Patriots game in new England, that's like, if you're like frugal, you're probably spending 500 bucks like straight up. If you're like, if you're balling, it's easily a thousand dollar day. It's crazy. So people are coming down here, you know, like five, 10 people getting an Airbnb spending 200 bucks a ticket and it's probably the same price if you got your flights early enough. Um, but that's why so many people are coming to Nashville because like it's easy to get to. It's central, especially for Massachusetts. There's like a ton of um, direct flights now. Um, and it's like considering the prices of sports games in New England, it's way cheaper. Even though like the Preds went to the cup so tickets, I think the Bruins tickets were, we tried to get Bruins tickets this game and it was like 90 bucks. We're like, all right, we're going to go to the Patriots game. Like Bruins come once a year. Um, 119. What did you say? Let me look at this. I got to read this comment. But anyway, so this weekend is going to be crazy. Because, like, so many people are coming down to this game. And I'm so pumped that we actually got tickets. Part of me was like, I should sell these tickets and make money off it. And then get tickets, like, get other tickets and try to get it, basically try to go for free. But that's just too much of a project. I'm like, just enjoy the seats that you have. You got them at a really good deal. You knew this, you know, you knew this day was coming and you wanted to go. So, oh, you're doing the old speech to text. The, uh, what is that? 60 bucks to park, man. Sorry, I'm trying... For anyone who's just listening to this podcast, I'm I'm trying to read through Stefan's comments. Stefan is a longtime friend of the RLB and hosts a festival up in Manchester, New Hampshire called Magapalooza. And um, 
what else? We've just been really good friends for a long time. Stefan, you actually have to come. We're playing at Atatash. Um, MLK, 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 MLK weekend. What is it? Uh, the 19th? January? January! Yeah, J- Saturday, January 19th. Bring the family. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a great game. And actually, I'm so excited about this football game that I forget that tomorrow night, Emma and I are going to see Alan Stone here in Nashville, and I can't wait. Um, I'm just so happy that those guys are back on the road because it's been a long time. I think when I met Trevor, they were wrapping up the uh, like the Radius album cycle, which was their last album album i know they did the the record which was like on capital records and then they re-released it um as like a bonus thing a bonus cd or whatever um but it's great but all their new stuff is badass i texted trevor actually about the newest song there's like there's like a drum fill at the end of the going into the last chorus that I just think is it's so it's like not like a crazy like gospel chops drum fill or anything like that it's just like a really tasteful fill uh that takes you into the last chorus and I was like fuck yeah that's badass um black sourdough their drummer is badass such a good band and Alan, as a frontman and as a singer, is just like so naturally gifted. It's like such a fun group to watch because they're they're a band, you know. Obviously, it's Alan Stone. It's like he's the focal point, but it's like a it's a great band. Um, I can't wait. So I, I forget that that's actually happening tomorrow. It's a big weekend here, and then next week is crazy because this I, I was actually kind of slow this week, but next week I have eight gigs, seven days, crazy. It's uh, it's all happening. I just hope some stuff comes through in December because December right now is looking a little dire for me, which is like, oh, Jesus, Christmas is coming. Other than those those shows up in um, up at Opus. I don't know if, if anyone's tuning in from, from the North Shore, but Opus is um, it's part of, I think the restaurant group is called Serendipity Group. Um, oh, we would do a house concert. Hit me up. HMU. Um, but Opus, it's they have a bunch of restaurants all around. It's like Hale Street. Um <laughs> I don't even know any of them. <laughs> They're all around the North Shore, basically. They have a bunch of cool restaurants. Maggie's Farm is one in um I want to say that's in Middleton. But I could just be getting all this information wrong. Anyway, Opus is in Salem. It's great. Their bar is super cool upstairs. They have like sushi. Um Great drinks. And then they have like a downstairs speakeasy music venue type feel. So it's probably like 75 capacity, something like that. So we're doing two nights. So if you're listening to this and you're in the North Shore, December 14th and 15th, put it on your calendar. It's going to be great. Me, Pil- me, Pil- me Phil, and Paul uh, getting back together. Trio set, vintage trio set just like the old vix days and we're gonna have some special guests i know quill jesse simantaro is gonna be playing first on the 15th 
And then um, I don't know who's going to be on the 14th, though. But I know it's going to be someone awesome. And then we're going to have some special guests and some people singing songs. And if you've been to any of those old Vic shows, you know it's going to be insane. Speaking of insanity, the king of Dude Stoked is tuning in on the Instagram feed right now, Galen Verney. Fresh back from his honeymoon. Man, the the Verney wedding. It I needed like a week to <laughs> the wedding that I went we were I think I talked about it a couple a couple podcasts ago. I think it's entitled uh Santa's Pub Club. <laughs> But anyway, I talked about it, but man, it was like, dude, that was the, that was one of the best weddings I've ever been to. Like the Vernies, the Davis crew, it was just the, by the way, I don't, I don't think I mentioned this to you, but the band, it was like, wedding bands can be like nerve wracking to watch. Cause like sometimes you just don't get a good one. Or like they're they're not really good for the crowd, but this band was so good. Like I did I don't I don't think I left the dance floor other than to like get drinks. East Coast Soul. Yeah, yeah. They were badass, dude. I think that was like one of the highlights for me from this wedding. Um and the fur coats. <laughs> I've never seen so many fur coats at a wedding in my life. It was great. It was just, and then Bob, so this is a lot of inside stuff, um, but Bob Davis, Mackenzie, the bride's dad gave a, 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 a speech and he wore this like Viking fur coat. It was like, what did he, something, he's like, man, all the wildlife up here, all the coyotes and Galen's like, you're wearing one. <laughs> oh man, what a wedding, what a time. What a time to be alive. Dude, you got to watch the Patriots game. I'm going to try to get on the Jumbotron. <laughs> I think, you know, we spent so much money on the tickets. I'm not going to try to buy a Patriots jersey. I'm just going to get like a red sweatshirt and write Patriots on it. <laughs> and just like write and paint like Brady 12 or something like that. Um, I wish that Dan, my roommate, was home right now because I... Like, I'm pumped. You can hear it in my voice how excited I am. Oh, dude, you're not... De- my The whole point of this podcast is to get derailed. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I don't think I ever stay on topic ever in a podcast. That's part of the fun. I don't know if it's fun for the listeners, but it's fun for me. <laughs> but yeah, you can hear it in my voice how excited I am for this Patriots game, but like... My excitement doesn't even compare to the excitement in Dan's heart. He loves Tom Brady. He loves Bill Belichick. I think I'm more critical. I one of the sports uh, shows that I really like is Felger and Maz, and they're just like they're kind of pricks, to be honest, about the teams. And I I like that show because of that. So like anytime I I like rip on the team, Dan is just like he doesn't like it. He's he's a homer. He loves. Boston sports. I think more than anyone I know. Um but man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be it's going to be great. 
and it's a good it's it's a it's a good weekend leading into next week because next week is like gigs 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 working and then the following weekend is thanksgiving and it's like i feel like after thanksgiving you have like two weeks i don't know how it is i guess back home it's probably the same but you have like a couple weeks of productivity that's kind of like half-assed because everyone's pumped up for the holidays and then like i know nashville especially just shuts down from like i don't know the week of christmas i'd probably say from like the 19th that thursday and friday 2021 everyone's just gonna be like ah, i just want to get out of work and then like two or three weeks just no productivity. So it'll be a good uh, hustle for another month and a half and then shut it down and start 2019 off with a bang, start to release this music. I actually, can't, I, I can't wait. We have the songs mixed and mastered and they're sounding awesome. I can't wait to share this stuff with you. Um, I feel like that is probably a good place to end this podcast, episode 29. Next week, when I do the podcast, we'll be at 30 episodes. And that, to me, is absolutely insane. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and for supporting the podcast. Shout out to Gene Hartnett for on the... Uh, on the week that I missed a couple weeks ago, she's like, where's the podcast? Giving me shit for missing a week, which I should. I deserve it. I 100% deserve it. And I won't miss a week from here on out. So thank you guys for keeping me accountable and for listening and for sharing and for supporting. It really means a lot. It really does. Um, because I know, you know, we put a lot of work into like putting out good content and putting out great music and the fact that you guys all support it and like it and uh and share it really means a lot so thank you guys um once again hey world playlist on spotify my music on spotify rosslivermore.com for all the dates and your dude stoked on instagram and uh i'll post some pictures from the patriots game maybe i'll get some autographs i'll i'll, I'll do like a live maybe i'll do a live feed from game me and griff sitting in the end zone on the visitor's side um cool all right thank you guys so much episode 29 uh we'll see you next time bye bye